TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. And welcome back to Sports Daily here on KFH Sandstorm. Means our buddy Tim Fitzgerald will be in. Uh, Fitz, I I just got it. Like, do you think Taylor Swift is using Travis Kelsey or do you think this is real love? Uh, man, we're just coming out getting on the hot topics here. Uh, I think this is real, but also both of them are constantly marketing themselves. So there might be just an undertone of, hey, this is good. You know, this is good for my career, too. That They might not even realize they're doing, but they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Like, it, she better not break his heart. That's what I keep saying. Just you know, take this, take it slow and easy. Uh, no, no TMZ gossip that we know of anyway happening at Kansas State. So the bounce back from Missouri looks good. The UCF win looks good. I'll say, I'll ask this then: number one concern for Tim Fitzgerald into the bye week. Now that you'd like to see worked on and corrected big picture. What'll be the most meaningful thing that they could fix to be the best versions of themselves? I think they have to figure out um, the explosive play issue they're having, uh, giving up some I big agree. plays. And some of it's just been great athletes. I mean, they've, they've run into some great athletes the last two weeks, but uh, you know, some of it's been just complete breakdowns on defense and, we got to get that figured out. I'd, I'd also like to see the receivers step up to a higher level of play. Maybe it simply involves a couple guys getting more healthy. But, uh, yeah, you know, I asked Chris Klein at point blank, are you even close to running at capacity yet? Not even, not even close. I mean, this team can be so much better than what it is right now. And uh, it felt kind of like a Bill Snyder response, to be honest, but I also agree with him. I think this team's got its best football ahead of itself. DJ Giddens had an incredible game uh, against UCF last week. And, you know, we had talked about that a week ago, considering that Treshawn Ward was hobbled and banged up and all of that. In your mind, was that, was there any thought from DJ Giddens as far as, you know, Hey, like this is my game, you know, Treshawn Ward is out. 
Uh, I'm going to be able to step up. I, I don't have to worry about a timeshare. I'm going to get the bulk of the carries. It's going to be my game. Or was that just kind of the, the circumstances, where, the way the game played out? I, I think a little of both. I mean, I think he rose to the occasion. There's no doubt about it. But also, I think if you had to lose one of the two running backs uh, and their style of running against UCF, Treshawn Ward was the right one because uh, UJ Giddens' ability to break tackles and, and kind of to get into that open space, he doesn't have the breakaway speed. Uh, but I'm not sure Treshawn Ward with that speed on the UCF defense was going to do much breaking away anyhow. Um, and he just really sifted through that defense, broke a couple tackles. I'd love to see what his yards after contact was because he quite often uh, you know, defeated the tackler near the line of scrimmage and then broke free. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy for DJ. He's a great young man, the quietest guy. Uh, I've picked up coverage in Starin Sproles, but uh, that was a pretty good running back too. So well, we'll see. Keep in mind, he's only a sophomore, guys. I mean, his, his upside is just enormous and – particularly if, um, you know, he continues to be a patient running back like he was in this game. I mean, his, his level of uh, vision was off the charts in this contest. So, Fitz, let's look at the Big 12 here as, you know, K-State fans have a chance to sort of sit back and digest things. I would say right now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here if you see it any differently, I mean, it looks to me like there are four teams with a shot to win this thing. Uh, Kansas is going to get a chance to, you know, prove that this weekend, but it looks like Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, and Kansas State are perhaps a rung uh, ahead. TCU has bounced back nicely. Nobody buys into West Virginia or Iowa State's wins. It looks like Texas Tech just isn't what we thought there were. Is there anybody besides those four you see in the mix right now? Yeah, I think TCU is the, the mystery. I mean, um, I, I get the sense they're, they're not very good. Um, they haven't played anybody. But, you know, I was, uh, yeah, and uh, I'll just see how that plays out. But let's be honest here. <clears throat> You're going to go, you can go weeks in this league without playing anybody. This league's got some really down programs. It's, it's amazing to watch some programs that have been pretty good all of a sudden just hit a wall, like, you know, something has gone horribly wrong in Stillwater, in Ames. Uh, Cincinnati looks down. Um, Houston is just not a very good football team. Uh, so there's some victories out there to be had for everyone. And K-State has three of those teams I just listed. And they also have Baylor, which is questionable, and TCU, as we, we talked about. Um, you know, when I look at the schedule right now, <clears throat> and I know there's a lot of football to be played, so teams can reinvent themselves or find themselves as we go. Um, that game with Texas, which is four games away, uh, looms huge. And then Kansas a couple of weeks later. Those look at like the two biggest tests K State have left on K State has left on their its con its schedule. Boy, I suddenly can't speak, guys. I think I just had a mini stroke. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you know, one thing fits that uh, at least the Wildcats can move forward. Uh, you know, pretty confidently in is the fact that Chris Kleiman is is not going anywhere. And I don't think that that was really ever much of a question, although he was asked about Michigan State yesterday where, you know, he reaffirmed saying he's going to stay in Manhattan. He's not going anywhere, not interested in, in that job. Do you think that is this just kind of the nature of the beast for both Kansas State and really even Kansas to have their coaches be linked to openings like this? Or now that, you know, Kleiman is 
you know, pretty entrenched in the community and in the university. And he's been so just, you know, firm on I'm not going anywhere. Do you think that he's going to eventually stop getting asked that question? Yeah, it happens. <clears throat> eventually they, they will stop asking. And in fact, the local media did stop asking. We didn't ask him because we knew the answer. Um, you know, the, the, the rumor was he flew to East Lansing after the game in Columbia, and that just simply didn't happen. I mean, everyone said, no, he was on the plane with us, and he was here in the building all week. Um, so we, we knew it was false. Everyone realized it was false. They didn't ask him, but the, the guys, my friends on, you know, Big 12 Today on Sears XM did ask it and <clears throat> seemed to provide the answer that uh, you know, more people around the country wanted to hear. Yeah, and I keep hearing Lance Leipold maybe linked to that. But these two coaches aren't going to leave their current situations for that dumpster fire. Uh, that has become a total mess up in East Lansing. And it's not just what's going on with football now. they got a lot of things going on at that institution that I don't think anyone really wants to be a part of unless you need a career break or you know, need to reinvent yourself. Uh, that might be a place where you end up. But they're not going to get any headline-breaking hires with the situation that's going on right now. I mean, they're not going to lose a PR battle at this point, nowhere to go but down. Just go hire Urban Meyer, and they'll win games. Um, uh, Fitz, I'm with you. I think, so, I think it's real, yeah. Chris Kleiman is, we think, secure in Manhattan. I'm with you on that. Now maybe Jerome Tang is too. Uh, you know, it was going to start up again the second if K-State's good in basketball again this year, even maybe more than last year, his name was going to start to be rumored. Do you think the extension that he signed this week, now through 2030, it's not an overwhelming amount of money, you know, $3 million a year, yeah. but is it enough, do you think, to assuage any, any you know, interest Tang could potentially have? We don't even know if he'd have it, but if he did, is this enough to, to basically lock that down and, and create a similar situation that they have with Chris Kleiman? I think in, in terms of Jerome Tang, I think he's pretty locked in. I mean, I don't think – I think he likes what he's got going here. He loves where he's at. Um, and I don't think he has any intention in believing, but I don't think that will stop the rumors because so many in the media don't realize what Jerome Tang does and that this program does have a pretty rich history. And, I mean, I, Jerome Tang is very aware of the coaches that came before him and, and what they've meant to college basketball. Uh, even recent coaches, you know, like Lon Kruger and, and Frank Martin and Bob Huggins, certainly. Uh, so it's, I, I think it's just a level of, uh, I'll say, disrespect for the Kansas State basketball program uh, that a lot of national media will link him to jobs. But I, I think he realizes this can be the job because um, it has been in the historical past. And, and we'll, we'll see if uh, it plays out that way. But I don't think he has any intention of going anywhere. I really don't. Uh, maybe if Baylor would come open, but Scott Drew's not that old because he took that Baylor job when he was, I think, 12. I think he was maybe 13. <laughs> um, so he's uh, going to be there a while longer. But, yeah, I think he's settled in pretty well. They, I, from everything Jerome tells me, he just loves it here. He just loves it in Manhattan, Kansas, loves the student body, loves the community, and, and loves the history of K-State basketball. I know I've asked you this before in the context of Jerome Tang. Um, I'm going to ask you again, now that, that Tang has signed this contract, you know, knowing what Gene Taylor has done as far as hiring guys like Chris Kleiman and Jerome Tang, we know how important character is 
to Gene Taylor and to the university as far as their their coaches for the big time programs. Uh, knowing all of that, and then also seeing the way that there are other universities that are you know looking at different people to hire, and and they're looking at you know different things like their character and the culture that they can build for their programs. How confident are you? And it's got to be at a pretty high level, I would assume. Uh, that the the culture that's being built in Manhattan is a positive one. Well, it's uh, guys. I've been doing this, you know, basically my whole entire adult life. I've never seen a pairing of co- coaches kind of like work in sync like these two guys. Uh, you know, Joan Tang's the <clears throat> extrovert that you know is is constantly out there. Well, literally beating the drum, and um, Chris Kleiman is a little bit, you know calmer in his style and approach, but they're both, as you mentioned, Tommy, high quality individuals. Um, and I, I just think their character as men are, is extremely high. Um, Jerome Tang just exudes goodness and, and, and Chris Kleiman just knows how to build a locker room and build a team and trust others to help him do it. And, uh, it's remarkable to be around these two and watch what they're doing. I, I think K-State athletics is, set up for the, the big 16, new 12, whatever it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I think they're in a great position to have dominating sports for many years to come. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's looking good. Tim Fitzgerald, publisher, gopowercat.com, at Life of Fitz on Twitter. Tim, you're always uh, locked into conference realignment, which we appreciate. Some interesting stuff coming out yesterday out of South Carolina reporting that Clemson may be found an out. What, what have you seen on this ACC stuff? And, you know, could this all happen maybe a little quicker than we thought? Well, see, that's the bottom line. Is people keep saying it's ironclad, it's locked in. Well, I said the same thing about the Big 12 grant of rights, and, and now we've found out that the Big 12's attorneys thought eh, maybe it wasn't so locked in, and, and um, OU and Texas had an easier out than what, was thought to be like nothing is going to hold up forever. And, and I eventually these schools keep sifting through the, the bylaws and, you know, seeking a re- way to get out. They'll eventually come to the conclusion that something's worth the price to get out. When you have your top schools, this unhappy, I don't think there's any way to undo that except if you somehow have a, you know, ESPN gives in and says, okay, we'll give you a brand new contract. And they're not going to do that because secretly ESPN wouldn't mind if they could move a lot of the top programs into the big 12 and sec where they have contracts. Uh, you know, of course they wouldn't want to be losing these schools to the big 10, which is, you know, uh, someone else, but look, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. And uh, I think there's some real schools that can really help this conference as it moves forward. If the ACC does come apart. Fits on a different note, what do you make, we talked about this earlier this week, what do you make of the, uh, the, the recent trend in the last couple of weeks of college football coaches calling out octogenarians, whether it's Ryan Day calling out <laughs> Lou Holtz uh, or uh, Jake Dickert calling out Lee Corso. I mean, we've got like some big time, they're almost like professional wrestling promos now, uh, whether it's in press conferences or post game or whatever. I know that it, it adds a lot of intrigue, but you know, really, is this more than just bulletin board material? Are we looking at a, a situation now where, you know, coaches are, are looking to 
you know, get on a microphone and just call out anybody who they feel like disrespects their program? Is this the Dion effect? You know, it might be. Dion can say that kind of stuff. I'm going to do it too. Um, And I I think the key here isn't that they're calling people out. It's who they're calling out. And, you know, they're, they're senior citizens. And in the case of coach Corso, yeah, ESPN still gives him a platform. So maybe he's more tangible. Um, But yeah, just, just take the high road fellas, you know, just say, Hey, I respect coach Corso a lot, but boy, I disagree with him here. Yeah, that's all you need. Holtz is firing back. Yeah, well, yeah, don't don't get around him when he gets upset. You you might need a shower afterwards. Look, uh, I love Coach Holtz, but he's always been outlandish. He's always said silly stuff. You know, if you look back over how important it was when he was on the air with uh, Mark May um, and the kind of impact they had on college football, and yet now over the course of time we realize how bad that show was and how bad many of their takes were. Um, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see where we are as a college football world now that we moved on. And I, I just keep in mind, those guys were so important when these younger coaches were growing up. And so they still mean a lot to these guys, uh, just as they do to me. So, um, and these guys are a lot younger than me, but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of gotten ugly and, uh, I'm, I wish coaches would, you know, learn when not to say something. You don't have to address everything. It's probably a lesson I, I need to learn on social media. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can entertain us, but yeah, I don't know. If, as long as you, as long as you stay in good mental health with it, uh, that's that's okay. Fitz is a world famous uh, instigator on social media. If you want a good follow at Life of Fitz, uh, real quick, Fitz, boy, let you go, Coach Prime. Um, you know, they got yeah. their butts kicked in Oregon. We all knew that was a yep. possibility. They could get their butts kicked again this weekend. We all know that's a possibility. They've been missing their, you know, arguably their best player. Like, do, does the shine of this wear off? And it really was a perfect storm early. Do you think the shine wears off by the end of this year? And do you think that the momentum will carry into their entrance to the Big 12 next year? Um, I, I don't think the shine wears off because the way Coach Prime's handling Adversity, and now we're seeing, you know, he's got a five-star recruit, I think, cornerback that he says he's just not getting it done in practice. He's got to, he's got to do better. Do so you see the coaching moments come out? It's not all show. Um, there's a lot of show here, but it's also kind of what um, Colorado needed to get itself up off the mat. We all knew that as they played more football, there'd be more film, and it, their flaws would become obvious. And um, if that's happened at the same time they're playing really good football teams unless you're getting blowouts. I think they'll get smoked again this weekend with USC, but um, they're going to win more games. I, I won't be surprised if they're bowl eligible, although it's not a good year to try to be rebuilding in the Pac-12 because ironically in its last season, uh, that might be the best overall conference in the nation. Now, there's a lot of good football teams out there this year, so um uh, and I do think it'll carry over. I, I don't think it's all smoke and mirrors, guys. I think there's something um, tangible about what he's doing, and yet it's so unconventional it's hard for us to quite grasp it. Um, he's really letting his coaches coach, and he's he's leading. Um, and it's an interesting way to kind of form, be the GM more than anything and a spokesperson. 
and, he, and he's brought in really good coaches. They just don't have enough talent yet. They brought in a lot of guys in transfer portal. Transfer portal's hit and miss. Uh, and now that lack of talent's getting exposed, but they'll get back into the portal next year, and and their needs will be far less, and they'll get better again. So it's it's going to be a fun process to watch, and I think the Big Twelve will benefit from this. Yep, I agree. I agree, Fitz. All right, uh, what do you guys have going at GoPowerCat.com this week for everybody during the bye week? It's uh, it's kind of glorious. I'm laying here in bed talking to you. I love bye weeks. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on still. Uh, all of our podcasts are still rolling. The daily deliveries are still rolling. We've got some fun content over the next few days, um, you know, kind of mid-season stuff. Uh, so we've got plenty of content to go PowerCat, uh, just no game content because there's no game. But they jump right back into it Friday night, next Friday at Stillwater um, and hope they, they don't, you know, don't, the whole program doesn't catch fire while K-State's there because that is a dumpster fire in Stillwater. All right, Fitz. We appreciate it. Uh, check out Fitz's work. GoPowerCat.com. Follow on social media at Life of Fitz. Enjoy the bye week. Uh, it'll be game time this time next week. I'm going to sit around on my butt and watch football all day Saturday. That plays to my skill set right there. And you'll be following along with all the Traveler Swellsy gossip. Don't lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on this. Um, you know, she, she asked me if I wanted to date and I'm like, you know, like I'm married. I, you know, I know you want to shine off my career, but have you ever thought about Travis Kelsey? He's more age appropriate. And that's how it all happened. Very, you start that rumor. Very kind of you. Always looking out for the people. Tim yeah. Fitzgerald. Fitz will actually join me on CBS sports radio this weekend on his off week to talk about big 12 football. Uh, we'll have him coast to coast, coast to coast. Fitz is always interesting. So, uh, you can join us this weekend for that. I'll be on four to nine here central and we'll, We'll get the we'll get a little Fitz action there. Take think it easy, about, Fitz. By the way, we'll talk the, to you this weekend. Think about the combination of uh, you know if he dated Taylor Swift. I mean, it'd be Tim Swift Gerald at that point, and, and I'm I'm good with that. I think that's a great name combo. Which one is it? Sorry, my earbuds cut out there. Swift Gerald. Yeah, Swift Gerald. That, that's good. That's I like good. It. Yeah, that was just right off the top of your head. Nicely done. All right, let's uh, let's get one of these giveaways here going. Dropkick Murphy's coming to Wichita Wednesday, October 4th at the Wave Outdoor Stage, 6.50 East 2nd. Show starts at 7 o'clock. Jesse Ahern and the Interrupters will be uh, opening up. Celtic Rock with the Dropkick Murphy's Wednesday night. Wave ICT Old Town, October 4th. we got a pair of tickets for you on the IHOP hotline right now. Third caller, Dropkick Murphy's, kicking it old school. Jad will get us a winner. We'll come back. More Sports Daily right after this. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Glad to be here with you on a Thursday edition. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, Mark is our winner. Congratulations to Mark for getting those tickets. Um, Rangers' magic number is two. Tommy asked that uh, for the West. The, there are a lot of magic numbers in play over the next few days in baseball. So you've got the Orioles, who now to win the East, their number is at one. Uh, the Rangers, to make the playoffs is one, to win the division is two. The Diamondbacks, just to get in, is two. The Blue Jays 
is three. That's what the Mariners are paying attention to. Um, I don't know what the Astros and the and the Mariners are each specifically at because they're playing each other right now. So it's been it has been a you know this wild card has been wildly entertaining. You know it it keeps teams in the mix. I think it's we've been supportive of it pretty publicly for that reason, Tommy. Here, but you know baseball. Well, they've hit a lot of home runs, for lack of a better term, with these rule changes. The extra wild card, I think, is added to the game. You know, baseball's in a really good spot. It's, it's, I think, as universally enjoyed right now as it has been in quite a while. I've heard people uh, call the new expanded playoffs diluted or watered down, and I don't buy that at all. I, I really don't. I mean, I know that you're putting more teams into the playoffs, but, man, I don't call it diluted or watered down whatsoever. I mean, I think that it is extremely valuable because you're allowing more fan bases to feel like they're in it. You're allowing more fan bases, you know, to think that they are at a place to where they're able to be potentially playoff bound. And so you've got, like, the Cubs organization, for example, and they're battling for a wild card spot where probably otherwise they wouldn't have been. And, and you know, so you've got the fan base following them now of course the Cubs have collapsed the last couple of nights but I don't call it diluted I don't call it watered down I think that you're you're allowing more fan bases to feel like they're in the hunt and being able to cheer on their teams a little bit further on yeah there's no question we'll keep an eye on it and of course the Bobby Witt Jr. watch is on still uh, as we're trying to get Bobby Witt Jr. to some uh, well to some milestone type numbers he's one home run shy still of 30 He's seven RBIs still shy of 100, and he's two stolen bases shy of 50, all attainable as they have five games to play for Kansas City here. Um, let's see if he can get to those numbers. That'd be, boy, that would just that would just make the season a little bit better for the Royals. Um, all right, Tommy, let's go back now to, uh, to some of the stuff we talked about a little bit earlier. A little more time on this Lillard situation. And, you know, Griffin and just the NBA in general. I, I mean, I get it if you're the Bucks, There's a lot of people mad. They think that it was like a spite trade uh, to get, to send Lillard to Milwaukee instead of Miami. But I'm like, I, I don't – I mean, I don't buy that. And I think that's just like Miami people mad. Lillard pairing up with Anna DeCumpo. I mean, come on now. Like, why would he be mad about that? They're in a position to win it. He finally gets that chance to win it. Um, you know – I, I think that he's got a better chance to win a title in Milwaukee than he would have in Miami, don't you? Well, I mean, Miami has been, you know, at a place where they, they've kind of just been lacking a guy like Lillard to, I think, go all the way. But True. that being said, um, I mean, I think that clearly the talent level altogether is better in Milwaukee. And when you can join, I mean, I guess the question comes down to, would if you're Damian Lillard, would you rather play alongside Giannis? Or would you rather play alongside Jimmy Butler? That like that really comes down to the yeah. question. And I think it's probably Giannis. I mean, I think that that gives you a better opportunity to win a championship. Not that you couldn't with Jimmy Butler and the way that that Miami Heat organization is built. But no, I think that pairing up Giannis and, and Damian Lillard, that gives you a pretty solid chance to win a championship. And, and let's face it, like it wasn't going to happen for Damian Lillard in Portland. Like, we just, we know that, right? So I, I know that the, the speculation had been that he wanted to go to Miami and that it looked like Miami was going to be the team that he was going to land with. But man, I think this is a pretty good landing spot for him. 
It does. And look, Lillard's put in his time either. Like, I don't have any issue with him finally being like, you know, I, I need to go try right. to win a title. I mean, he has carried that franchise and that city for a long, long time. So, you know, good for him. I'm I'm happy for Lillard. I'm I'm the most happy for Adrian Griffin. And I'm neutral on Grady Dick because I think it would have been a good fit for him too in Portland. But you know, Toronto. I, I guess if it were me, I'd rather live in Toronto than Portland. Probably like Toronto's a super cool city, um, and he'll be, you know, his chances to be a megastar in a city that size and everything. I mean, just ask Fred VanVleet. That'd be a that'd be a pretty cool opportunity for him. Uh, you know, just to get down there, just to get down there and or up there, I should say, and do it. Um, there's uh, I didn't see this. I guess Travis Hunter. Uh, you know, forgives or something. Henry Blackburn, the guy that hit him. Um, Hunter says, I forgive him. Our team forgives him. Um, that's what that's what Deion Sanders had to say. He's uh, forgiven him. That kid does not deserve that. Good for Hunter. I mean, good for Hunter. I think sometimes people miss the impact that Deion Sanders is having on these young people. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons that, and maybe this is why it's been, you know, sort of appreciated pretty generally among fans, is sometimes it's just like, who would I want my kid to play for prime? And the answer is, yeah, like, obviously, yes, like, absolutely. Like, the things that we're seeing from him, like, these are good, real-life lessons. Like, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's very honest with his guys. He's teaching them. This is a perfect situation. That was a, I don't care what you say. That was a dirty hit. And it was a really bad decision by that, you know, player for Colorado State, Henry Blackburn. But it, you know, it was a mistake. And young people make mistakes. And I'm glad to see Colorado handle this the way they could have. Because they don't, they don't have to do that, right? Like, I, I'm surprised quite frankly, that there was not like a benches clearing brawl after that hit. And and I think everyone was so shocked by it. Maybe there, maybe it was just a little bit there, but uh, you know, that's interesting. Prime's doing things like sitting a five-star guy that can't get on the field because he's not happy with his work ethic. Good. Like, right. And there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of coaches that would do something like that. They think it would ha- it hurt him in recruiting. They wouldn't do it. Prime doesn't care, man. He's doing his thing. Yeah, I think that really, like going back to the question about, like, if you're a parent, would you want your kid to play for Prime? And I think that initially there was probably a thought, or there could be a thought, that Prime talks the talk, right? Like, we know how, you know, boisterous he is and flamboyant and and all of that. And he's always going to say something, and there's always a camera in front of him and all of that. And you're like, all right, I get that. I get the, the media circus that is Deion Sanders. But is it legit? Is he walking the walk? And I think the answer is yes. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not around there every day. Um, but from what we've been able to tell so far, like, I think that he genuinely and legitimately is pouring into these players, right? And it's not just a media stunt. It's not just him talking the talk. He's walking the walk, too, a little bit. And so I think that is important. Like, if you're a parent... And you're looking at, okay, do I want my kid to go to Colorado and play for Coach Prime? Uh, you know, is it just, you know, for the attention? Is it just for the cameras or is it legitimate? And I think from what we've been able to tell through the first four weeks of the season, it's probably pretty legitimate. I, I absolutely think it is. I mean, if he stays there, they're going to be successful. More play. Who, you got to just like the recruiting impact. of, And he knows exactly what he's doing. 
Like all these players seeing it right now, they want to go be part of that. Uh, so good for good for Colorado. They they probably will get the puck kicked a little bit here in the Pac-12 sometimes, and you know maybe they maybe they can get there. Uh, all right, let's let's take care of some uh, paperwork here. So you've got a lot of different ways to listen to Thursday night football. You can do it right here on KFH seven o'clock. Uh, it'll follow the Chris Kleiman show, but Detroit Green Bay. Uh, you can hear these primetime games on KFH. You can hear all the NFL games, Tommy. Uh, can't get enough of your team? Check it out. Westwood One is on the Odyssey app. So primetime games available for free live on the app this week. Again, Thursday Night Football. You'll have Lions Packers uh, right here on KFH, but you can always have it. Odyssey app. Search for KFH at kickoff. You can get that. So it's a really cool opportunity to do that. Listen uh, if you're driving around. Uh, make sure you tune in. We've got some giveaways to get through, Tommy. Let's do uh, let's do some hockey and some tea here. We like packaging these together. Uh, sort of a little prize pack from our other lives, right? Tommy, what's uh, what's the uh, info here on the Wichita Thunder and the home opener and the giveaway there? Yeah, so we're less than a month away from the home opener for the Wichita Thunder, October twentieth, Interest Bank Arena. The Thunder will take on the Kansas City Mavericks. Going to be a great time to kick off the season at Interest Bank Arena. We'll give you a pair of tickets to that game. All right, so a pair of tickets to that Wichita Thunder game and a pair of free iced tea cards to HTO. 25 flavors, including the new fall flavor, Peach Cobbler, which comes sweet or unsweet. Uh, those will be available for you at either Wichita location, east or west, or now in Derby. Caller number, let's do the first caller, Chad, during the break here. Can get some hockey tickets and tea on us here at Sports Daily. We'll come back give you predictions for Thursday Night Football next. All right, welcome back, everybody. Steve winning hockey and iced tea on us. Congratulations, Steve. Tommy, let's dig into Thursday Night Football. We just talked about, you know, it being a fun game, an exciting game, but the game itself, you know, matchup to matchup here. Jared Goff has silenced his critics critics by this point, don't you think? Goff has been good now for two years. Um, I think Jordan Love I look, I think Jordan Love has a chance to be really good, Tommy. What do you what do you see his ceiling as? Because I could definitely see him as like a top seven, eight quarterback down the road here. Yeah, I mean, the sample size is small, right? I mean, it's still pretty early to be able to give a a great idea on where he's going to end up long term. But I do think the ceiling is there. You know, like you watch him play through the first couple of games and I'm with you. I'm like, you know, I can see it. I can see the success there for uh, a guy like Jordan Love. Now, in a, you know, what conceivably is probably the most important matchup so far in his starting quarterback career tonight I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the experience of Jared Goff and that Lions offense will win out. Um, But I do think that this is a really good step potentially for Jordan Love to face a divisional opponent at home on Thursday night football in primetime to really get a good gauge of where he's at right now in his development. Yeah, so it's not just him either. Like Christian Watson may return for this game. I told you I like Musgrove. Like Romeo Dobbs is good. Like they're all, it seems like they're hitting on everything that they're doing. Aaron Jones, I don't know what his status for the night is. That's they they need they certainly need Aaron Jones, right? Like he's yeah he's a big part of their offense and makes it even better if he's there. Uh, but I don't know if he'll be there or not. 
On the Lions, you know, you kind of like all their young players too. Look, if David Montgomery, I don't think is going to go. That looked like that was the news this morning. But he looks like he's the right kind of addition. Gibbs, you're seeing little bits and pieces from them. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown's good. Sam Laporta it might be the best we've ever seen a rookie. Like, the, the translation from college to the pros always seems to be the hardest for tight ends. Laporta's having as good a rookie season as we've seen. And then at some point, they get Jamison Williams back. Like, I don't yeah. think either of these two teams are going away anytime soon. They both look like they're pointed on the arrow up. And, you know, if Goff can play like this, it seems like a pretty perfect fit for them. Yeah, I'm not convinced yet on the Packers. I said that before. Um, I, I want to see more from Jordan Love. I want to see more from this offense because um, they do have the weapons. They haven't been healthy up to this point in the season. I think they can get there, but I'm not ready yet to say I think that they are potential division winners. That being said, you know, the Lions, it's a, it, it is an open uh, an open division just simply because of the Vikings underperforming. Um, I don't think the Lions are a great team. I think they're a good team, but I do think they're fully capable of winning the division as it stands right now, because like you mentioned before, somebody's got to win it, right? And so uh, I think it, you know, obviously could be the Lions. They do have a significant amount of weapons. Uh, I just don't think that they are quite as good as everybody else has hyped them up to be. But that being said, I, I like the Lions in this matchup. Um, I think that just because of the experience that Jared Goff has over a young quarterback like Jordan Love, uh, I'll give it to the Lions tonight. Yeah, in right now that line is Green Bay plus two. Man, I made some money with Green Bay on their money line. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Gosh, I don't know what to do with this game specifically. And I, I said it to Chelsea, and she warned me off for all the right reasons, right? Primetime overs are just not to. But the thing for me is, like, I just see this game staying close. Right. Yeah. And so if the game stays close and that number is 45, you know, are we going to see six touchdowns, though, is really what you got to look for in a Thursday night football game. I, I don't know what I'll do with that. Um, I like Musgrave tonight. I'll probably be on him in some way, form or fashion. And I like Jared Goff to throw it around a little bit. Um, and again, Jair Alexander is, is 
Chelsea pointed out is a is a name to watch there as far as the injury report. These Thursday night that's the one thing about Thursday night football is the injury reports suck, right? Like you just don't have a good grasp of who's gonna play until until what, five thirty, six or six o'clock, yeah. I guess. And then you right. kind of, that's it's kinda of hard to get out ahead of anything on these games because we don't know we don't know if Christian Watson's gonna play. We don't know if Aaron Jones is gonna play. We don't know technically if David Montgomery's gonna play. Amon Ross St. Brown is a question mark. Jair Alexander is a question mark. Like these are key players. It's we're trying, you know, it's yeah. it's tough. It's hard. Yeah, it is. And you just you really don't know. You really don't have that that good idea. And it's been, you know, difficult, especially for the Packers, to know like Christian Watson has been questionable and has been banged up throughout the course of the season early on. Romeo Dobbs has been that way. What's the status of Aaron Jones? I mean, and, and that's really my hesitation with the Packers, right? Is just they've been hobbled offensively. And when you've got, when you're not at full strength and you've got Jordan Love, who's, you know, figuring out his way in the NFL, I think he'll be a good quarterback, but you just don't have all your weapons at 100%. That does make it more difficult. It does. Um, we'll see. We'll see. How, how big do you think? Because this is the game, you know, at Lambeau. How big do you think this game is for deciding the division? I would say not as much as it typically could be. I, it'll obviously have an impact and be important, and it is important in all those things. But I do feel like these are two teams that are going to be in different, you know, they're, they're going to look different that probably, you know, later in the year, regardless of what happens here. And I think the same thing about the Vikings. Like, to me, it's just these games are kind of like, they're there, but I think the Lions are going to be better by the end of the year. I think the Packers are going to be better by the end of the year. I think both of them will look a little different, and I think the Vikings will. So, you know, it's one of these – It's like, let me give you an example of what I'm trying to say. Buffalo-Miami feels like a really big game right now, right? Because we're talking about two of the teams that are probably going to be in the mix at the end of the year for that top overall seed, all that stuff. Even though tonight's a divisional game, I'm not sure, like – whatever happens tonight carries through the rest of the year. Buffalo and Miami probably are carrying through the rest of the year. I think it does for Green Bay. If Green Bay wins the division, they win this game tonight. If Detroit wins the division, I'm not sure they have to win this game on the road at Green Bay. So I think it's a bigger matchup for Green Bay. If they want to take that step to potentially win the NFC North, they've got to win at home against the Lions. So I would say I agree with you. It's not as monumental as Buffalo-Miami. But I think that for the Packers, it is. I think that they've got to win this game if they want to win the division. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready to say that. It's because, a divisional home game. Like you. No, 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 no. I don't think they have to win. Okay, here's another good example. I don't think they have to win this one. Like early in the year when we were talking about the Jets, it felt like they had to win the game against Buffalo there if they wanted a chance. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, I think these teams are both ascending, but I don't think either of these teams. Are, like, the winner of this division probably has six losses, right? So, you know, there's so still so much room to get to that point for these teams that I think, yeah, this game is important, but not as, like, Bills-Dolphins, both of those teams. What do you think the winner, how many losses do you think the winner of the AFC East has, realistically? Four. Four, four maybe? Right, three, four. I don't think that's going to happen in the NFC North. I think it's more like six, maybe even seven. By the end of it. So I, I think that part of it just lifts some of that. But the importance comes emotionally like like you're talking about. Like 
that you want to talk about statements, man. Both of these teams are looking to do that. Detroit made its statement. It beat Kansas. They beat Kansas City. Like, their statement's been made. Green Bay had a nice comeback win. Boy, they can make a statement tonight. And Here's the and, other you know, thing, though. The other thing to keep in mind is that Green Bay has already played one divisional game. They beat the Bears. So Green Bay's 1-0 in that division. If they beat the, if they beat the Lions tonight, then Green Bay moves to 2-0 in the division, and they've got a game-and-a-half lead over the Lions. So, I mean, that, that, and I know it's extremely early, but I do think that there are divisional ramifications when you're trying to sort out who's going to potentially win the NFC North based on a game like this tonight. And, you know, and I would imagine that once we get into December – there could very easily be a storyline where we look back on this game tonight as potentially, you know, helping decide who wins the NFC. Tiebreakers are in play. Yeah. Like if they're both 10 and six, it's going to matter, right? Like that, I, I get that part of it. And I, and I would agree with that, but I'm just looking forward to it. A lot of these Thursday night games, not so much this one, very much so. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's say thanks to Steve. Let's say thanks to Mark and to Jeremy for winning our contest. We thank all of you, of course, for listening to us on KFH, joining in on that IHOP hotline, whether it's to give us your comments, whether it's to win those prizes. That hotline is brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy the new strawberry cheesecake waffle, a golden brown Belgian waffle topped with creamy cheesecake mousse and fresh strawberries. Uh, thanks to our friends at IHOP for uh, being a part of the program here uh, we've got uh, some housekeeping to let you know about on the other side what's coming up. It's a great night here on KFH for you. A lot of different places uh, that will go here today, and it's you know not a normal programming day, so we'll tell you about that. We'll get you ready for it. Uh, Thursday night football, a little baseball, a little college football for you here on the network today. So looking forward to all of that. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, wrap up Sports Daily right after this. from Thursday Night Football on Westwood One. NFC North action ahead this week from Green Bay with Jordan Love and the Packers coming off a three-score fourth-quarter comeback win. Now they host Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, who also moved to 2-1 and one with a victory on Sunday. Join me and newly inducted Hall of Famer Joe Thomas on Thursday Night Football. Get ready for the game with more details and preview at westwoodonesports.com. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular Price. Thursday night football is on, and it's only on Prime. Tonight, an NFC North rivalry is renewed when Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions head to Lambeau Field to take on Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Not a Prime member? Sign up for a 30-day free trial to stream the game. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern with TNF Tonight, presented by Verizon. It's the Lions and the Packers tonight. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.